Build your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural pitfalls and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters Podcast on international business. We help you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences, helping you develop your cultural competence. We're on episode one. Here's your host, Chris Smith. Welcome to this episode of the Culture Matters Podcast. Today, my guest is a very special guest. His name is Anis Beda. He was born and raised in Tunisia, and in his 20s, he moved to Brussels, Belgium. He is an independent consultant in the areas of business development, communication, and innovation-related projects. A partner of Global Enterprise and ex-manager at Hub Brussels. Anis Beda. It's time for this week's guest at the Culture Matters Podcast. Hello, Anis. How are you doing? And welcome to uh, the show. Hi, Chris. I'm glad to uh, talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Well, thank you for uh, for joining me on this uh, this horribly on and off uh, rainy and not rainy last day of January, January 31st, 2013. Anis, again, a very uh, uh, welcome, uh, warm welcome to the show. Why don't you start by introducing yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about yourself, if you want, please. Okay, um, I'll try. I, I, I like to say I'm a global citizen based in Brussels since mm-hmm. uh, six and a half years now. Mm-hmm. I'm a Tunisian born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, I was part of uh, of Isaac. It's a global organization for uh, organization for students for six years, where um, I was handling the um, the main activity of, of of Isaac, which is exchanging young individuals mm-hmm. all over the uh, hundred plus countries member of the network. The idea of the uh, of the association is basically to build uh, bridges between cultures mm-hmm. uh, through personal experimentation. So people get out of the comfort zones and go and live for a moment in a in a different country, different culture, and have to adapt. So I was uh, dealing with this activity mm-hmm. and also. Uh, facilitating um, agendas of meetings, uh, doing facilitation about uh, cultural preparation-related topics, preparing these individuals to go abroad. Then uh, I did it for myself. So practice what you preach. This is what I did. Always uh, good, huh? Yeah. (laughs) And got the chance to to work in uh, Turkey, so in Ankara, for Mm -hmm. a couple of months during my studies. And when I finished off my uh, communication and marketing um, so degree, I uh, headed to uh, Valladolid in Spain. Mm-hmm. I stayed there for seven months. Then uh, did a stunt in Tunisia, working for a little bit. Then a uh, year and a half in uh, in Toronto, Canada. Wow. And after that, uh, when I well, was looking for a steady job, I got an offer from MasterCard in Brussels and found myself here. Mm-hmm. Never thought about it, and uh, here I am. So I stayed. Um, of course, went through uh, my own uh, development, professional, uh, personal development, let's say, cycle. And uh, now I am an independent consultant. Uh, I would say want wannabe entrepreneur, working mm-hmm. on a couple of uh, ventures. And, um, well, working on assignments uh, in business development, communications, and uh, projects. Um, 
events-related, innovation-related, like uh, uh, co-organizing the Co-working Europe conference. So it's related to the new world of work and how uh, uh, how people are working in, in, in this new age. Yeah. And also Entrepreneurship Conference, which is a European conference on uh, how to develop entrepreneurial behavior within existing companies. So it's uh, related to open innovation, innovation, and again, uh, new ways of doing things within corporations and within, within the world of work. Yeah. Voilà. <laughs> That's a mouthful, and it certainly keeps you busy uh, yeah. by the sound of it. Um, I, I saw on your on your LinkedIn profile you speak five languages fluently. Yep. Um, and trying trying to learn uh, Dutch since you're, you're trying a couple to learn of years. learn a bit of Dutch, the the, the frankly impossible language to learn. <laughs> so you, I, you speak Arabic, French, English, Italian, and Spanish. In your in your current job, what you're doing uh, currently right now, to what extent does do the cultural differences play a role? And and how do you see that coming back in your job every day? Um, well, um, in, in, in those projects I, I talked about earlier, uh, I found myself um, working with, with different teams, uh, different countries. Uh, now it's, uh, it's easier basically to work with, uh, with, in teams that are decentralized. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll take a, a real example, uh, yeah. working on the Co-working Europe conference. Uh, it's it's one year like it's it has been organized three times every year in a different city, different country. Mm -hmm. So first in Brussels, then Berlin, last year in Paris, this year probably in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. um, so last year we have been supported by local uh, lo local uh, uh, environmental entities looking to uh, basically uh, to empower entrepreneurship, the digital digital agenda and the new world of work innovation in, in the Paris region. So mm -hmm. we have this French team, uh, uh, innovative uh, governmental organization. Okay. So you have a, a trend of culture here yeah. on, on many levels. Then um, well, we were working with a, with a co-working magazine called DeskMag mm -hmm. in Berlin. Uh, in it, you have uh, an American girl, an Australian guy, uh, a German guy, and then in Brussels it was me and my partner, and then different speakers from all over the world, and, and in in uh, in no time you find yourself in a in a global project. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you you have to you have to deal with different like uh, with different cultures, but not only local and national cultures, but then also. Um, more personal cultures like uh, I don't know um, uh, young people, older people. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's like age, age diversity. It's not it's not only cultural diversity, but also age diversity. Exactly, not only age, but also then uh, patterns, behaviors, yeah. lifestyles. So that's it. I mean, in what you're telling us is, is it's it's you're experiencing a mix of <clears throat> national cultural differences, but also like personality and culture, and that's a, that sort of completes the whole mix up. Exactly, and, and ways of, uh, of dealing with things. For example, like we, we had to deal with normal uh, stuff, everyday business. You deal with the standard uh, corporations, mm -hmm. so with their own mindset. Then you have freelancers, you have independents, you have people yeah. who are uh, activists yeah. uh, for the freelancer movement or the new ways of working, um, mm -hmm. like Generation Wires, uh, looking for more independents, but also like fighting for their rights because 
working as freelancers, they don't have much security and, and, and stuff like that, and defending their turf. Uh, so you, you have to talk a language that is accessible to all of them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because otherwise your communication will fall flat in the end anyways. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. And when you, when you deal also with, uh, with content of, uh, of uh, events mm -hmm. and conferences, you have to also pay attention to that. Because you will have attendees from different areas of life. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so, yeah. You you seem to have a, 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 a quite a broad frame of reference in terms when it comes to uh, having experience in different cultures. You said you're from Tunisian background, living in uh, in Belgium in Brussels right now. You've lived in the in Canada, in Turkey, in Spain. Um, did I miss something? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, um, and and I'm just wondering, do you have or do you follow a certain cultural theory? Is there like a framework of culture? Um, I mean, the one that I follow is Hofstede. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that doesn't make him the ultimate truth, but it's just that I, f I find that a very applicable model of culture. Is there something that you follow along those lines? Uh, I don't. Um, most of most of my experience is hands-on. Mm -hmm. uh, then, uh, you know, the cultural shock theory I've used a lot in preparing. Uh, so uh, the young individuals I, I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, uh, uh, traveling and living their experience uh, abroad. But also, I got certified in a in a methodology, very practical methodology called the cultural detective. Oh, cool. Yeah, cultural detective uh, is very practical, so it's not theoretical like the Hofstede mm -hmm. movement. Uh, it tries to, um, it, it, it's based on cultural guides, uh, usually that are written by uh, a person who, who is within the culture, uh, an external person who has experience with this culture, and then a third, uh, let's say, neutral person. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they try to do is, they try to strip down one culture in uh, five to eight uh, basic values mm -hmm. and then uh, that are considered, I'd say, as consensus. Okay. Right? Uh, and then uh, try to interpret this value uh, on, on a positive way and uh, in a negative way. Mm. Um, I can give you, give you a couple of examples. For example, Belgium. Yeah. Uh, one value that is pretty much shared is uh, uh, the fact that Belgian people uh, are not arrogant or uh, do not want to be uh, under the lights, under spotlights. Okay. So no, there is no chauvinism. Yeah. You know? So this so, this would be general for the majority of the Belgians. I'd say there is a consensus about like Belgium in general about this. Okay. So, for example, there is a famous say. I think it was. Uh, uh, I don't want to make a mistake here because it will be like uh, diplomatic uh, problems. But uh, I forgot which, which 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 king said "petit pays, petit gens." So it's a small country and small people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is one trend. So the good side of it is um, Belgians are people you can approach easily. Mm -hmm. They're. Um, uh, I'd say they're, they're, they're easy to handle, uh, easy to approach, you know, they're friendly, uh, they accept differences quite often, etc. The other, the bad side now of it is there is no much entrepreneurial attitude, not much uh, personal affirmation and, and things like that. Yeah, people so don't one, want to stick out. Exactly. So yeah. one, they want to blend within the mass. Yeah. 
right? So like the same value can be interpreted positively and negatively on both sides, depending on uh, on the on the glasses mm-hmm. the, the, the external person wears. Yeah, right? it's like the glass is half full or half empty. Exactly. Yeah. So the the the, the methodology goes uh, goes this way. Uh, so the, you have an introduction on the culture, uh, the the history, uh, and then these values explained, mm-hmm. and uh, and then. Uh, it's based. This is why I say it's practical and um, very concrete. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uses uh, some business ca- some cases, mm-hmm. whether uh, business related or uh, more uh, cultural, I would say, or more social, to um, to tackle uh, cultural differences and cultural clashes okay. between. I would say. I would say between, for example. Belgian, a Belgian and a French, or mm-hmm. a Belgian, Belgian and a, an Egyptian, or Tunisian, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Something happened. There is a misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh, you know, there is an issue here. So there is a there are cases like this, and then these cases get analyzed in the workshop, uh, and uh, there there are rounds of analysis. The f- the first round is to uh, analyze analyze the facts only, stripped without any judgment. So, for example, I went to buy a baguette. Mm-hmm. Right, a fact. Is a baguette the, is a is a is is, is bread. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I went to buy to buy a, a bread. Yeah. Uh, I uh, spoke to the uh, to the person in the store. Like these, you know, action items without yeah. interpretation. The second round is the interpretation. Um, you know, try to say why did I go to uh, to uh, to buy this baguette, for example, mm-hmm. based on the uh, initial values that have been discussed. Of course, the baguette example isn't a good one, but mm-hmm. um, so the actions are being interpreted, and then the third round is to try to bridge yep. the two cultures. So uh, say, all right, there is a, a communication effort to be done here, an, an understanding effort to be done by both parties. Yeah. What can we do? What can what can we do? So it's, it's bridging the gap between what's what what the intention is and what's being perceived on the other end. Exactly. Yeah. And this process is called bridging. Okay. And uh, also, this is like this is done in the in, in, in the case. So um, it gives, um, of course, like you you can enrich the workshop if you're delivering a workshop about this topic in the beginning, mm-hmm. with uh, with the notion of explaining the notion of values, uh, what are like personal values, what are the national values, I would say, or or local values, mm-hmm. um, and then. Uh, Maybe explain the, the 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 idea of a culture. Of course, one critic you can give to to this uh, methodology is, is that it is stripping down one culture to its basic fundamentals. Yeah. But at the same time, a culture is like an onion. Uh, like an onion. It's you have be, uh, layered. Yeah. Exactly. You have different layers in it. So one of it can be this layer, and then throughout your life you will go on and build your own. Mm. Uh, frame of reference, right? Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what we do, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 I was certified in this methodology and have complete, contemplated uh, for some time to, to write uh, a guide for Tunisia. Yeah. But I haven't, uh, haven't, uh, haven't done this yet. It's um, one of your future projects. Maybe. Exactly. Okay. I'm busy. I'm busy with other <laughs> things. But I hope that in the future I will, uh, I will, I'll do it. I think it is very interesting. And also, one one thing that is very interesting today is, since culture is uh, uh, is not a static value. Yeah. Uh, after after the revolution in in, in Tunisia, that 
the, the revolution the worst, of 2012 that is eh? uh, 10. 10 10 10 late late 2010 late yeah. 2010 beginning 2011 thank you there was there was a change of um of of paradigms let's say yeah. uh, we've seen things in the beginning like with the hope with the with the uh, uh with the, um, a sense of uh, ownership a sense of uh new uh, beginning yeah new yeah. beginning and uh, uh pride you know mm -hmm. whilst before that uh there was like i, I There was a, a common sense of uh, of a lack of a sense of citizenship. Mm -hmm. People like felt it was not their country; it was belonging to the people who were, you know, using it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are like a couple of um, a couple of expressions uh, linked to that. For example, the belongings of the state. This is the the, the beginning of the like. This is the sentence how it should be said, but yeah. then uh, with a dialect, with the Tunisian dialect. Uh, you know the state, uh, which is public, public, was was changed a little bit, uh, Arabized, let's say, Tunisianized. Yeah. Uh, saying that it's not it's not your it's, it's not your own, so you don't care. Like yeah. a public, you know, uh, uh, state-owned companies, state-owned uh, things. You know, people people don't care about them. So yeah. so things you know get deteriorated quite often, quite, quite easily. But then after the revolution, there was this sense of uh, of, uh, of ownership that, uh, that started from the beginning. People mm -hmm. like felt they took back their country again. Mm -hmm. But but now uh, now there is like an again a sense of uh, doubt, sense of uh, being uh, being abandoned. Uh, mm -hmm. That politicians took over mm -hmm. uh, what was like a, a, a national and politicized movement, and uh, voilà. Uh, a sense of being let down. So it's, it's and that's the current that's the current sort of general emotion that's going on. Yeah, totally. Mainly like half of, of, of the population is uh, more than half of the population has less than 30 years old. So uh, mm. um, this is why I say the, 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 the local culture is very uh, very moving because yeah. they're they're building their own references. As uh, as things go by, were you, you were a young boy when you moved from Tunisia to uh, to Belgium? Um, well, I started traveling when I was 23 years old. Okay, and uh, I've been in Belgium since I was maybe 27. Okay, what 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 was your first going back in time? What was your first memorable encounter or or memory, if you want, of another culture? Of another culture? Yeah. In general, in gen, I mean, yeah. When you, you talked earlier about culture shock, that's something that mm -hmm. you you understand. Um, and uh, so, my question to you is: When did you first experience like a culture shock? Is maybe is maybe too too heavy, but like a, a cultural difference between yourself and somebody you were dealing with, or a situation you found yourself in. Mm. This is a very interesting um, question. Uh, surprisingly, I don't have a. I don't have a memory of that. You don't have been. You comes, haven't been shocked yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure I was. For sure I was. Or maybe uh, maybe put it put it in a different way, Anis. In, um, is 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 there a certain moment you re can recall that you realized you had a culture of your own? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure, maybe um, one of the first. Uh, 
impressions I had is the relationship with money. Mm-hmm. You know, the relationship with sharing. Yeah. Uh, since um, I, I think this is a local, this is a national threat. Is you get you get to share a lot with your friends in uh, in Tunisia. I mean, at least when I was uh, when I was a young boy, mm-hmm. um, there, there is a, like a big sense of sharing. It's like there is also always a common pot. Yeah. You know, when you do things, do them with your friends or whatever, yeah. and uh, you don't really care much uh, about how much you bring to the table. Right. And, you, and, uh, and and everything is shared amongst the group, if you want. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I, there, there was always like a sense of sharing. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess maybe because when I was younger, mainly when I was younger, uh, there was like a scarcity of goods. It was most of the um, most of the goods goods produced were uh, produced by uh, state-owned uh, mm-hmm. companies. For example, there was only one brand of milk and one brand of uh, yogurt yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And then. Um, so it just that's the only thing available, and it was you know shared. Yeah. You don't even care much about things. I, but at least this is the uh, the feeling I have. Yeah. And then growing up, uh, I would say friendship or the sense of uh, community was was bigger than 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 the things than the goods. Yeah. And then when uh, when you get when I got to meet uh, first say Europeans or Occidental non-oriental let's say uh, individuals or friends uh, I was uh, attracted by that feeling of you know personal belongings personal matters you know yeah and more individualistic is, like western exactly. European cultures is more this is mine and that yeah. means it's not yours yeah. yeah yeah I remember if I remember well like uh, because we were receiving interns coming from different countries in the world mm-hmm. and that was something you know like hey, this is my water for example wood <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, you know, like, uh, or this is my food, or this is my, uh, uh, I don't know, you know. Yeah. In what way, mm. Sorry, in what way have you, did, you, did you adapt to that right now? Are you, is it like, will you share your bottle of water with anybody? And do, do you get like strange looks then? Or have you adapt, adapted to, to the extent that you cling to your own water, so to speak? Yeah, well, water is maybe, it's not, it's not a good example because it involves, you know, uh, Germs. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Good. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you get when I, was, when I was a kid, I remember, like, yeah, I mean, I, I used to play basketball, so it's, it's a team sport, and you just drink and you drink in the, in the main, uh, you know, water tank of, uh, of the team, you know, you don't, you don't care much who yeah. drank in it first, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you get, you get, you get to adapt, uh, but but yeah, but sometimes you know I have like I have uh, a hard um, or not hard, but I have difficulty sometimes adjusting to, uh, mm. to you know you know this is my uh, my turf kind of attitude. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that, that may, maybe that's a good good bridge to my next question, if I may. Um, yeah. It's it's actually it, there are two questions in one. What what's the the pain and joy that you experience working with other cultures, uh, and maybe. More aimed at right now, more like your your day to day life right now. So your pain and joy. What do you like? What do you maybe dislike? If you can, if you can say that. What I, what I like is um, how enriching it is, uh, and the personal development related to it. You your know, own like, personal development. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, like you know, understanding the understanding side of it is very interesting. 
mm-hmm. understanding that people you know behave differently they have their own rhythm yeah they have their own uh, uh, references and and their own uh, frame of uh, of referring so mm-hmm. cadre de référence in french sometimes i i, I go back to to that language that's all right <laughs> we can't subtitle this but i can put something in the show notes as well Great. Um, no because this is a a key uh, this is a key element mm-hmm. the, the, the personal references you know the framework of, of every individual so mm-hmm. understanding that you don't handle information the same way you don't help handle time the same way yeah uh, i tend sometimes to be uh, uh, maybe Mediterranean, uh, in the yeah. sense of uh, sometimes I, I grow uh, uh, restless because right. things are not like moving enough. Right. Or, um, you know, so, so, so my rhythm sometimes is not the same and I have to adjust. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I have, I have a lot of, I'm very critical uh, towards uh, my, um, my, my, init- my, my, my original culture mm-hmm. because I, I, I kind of like with like, with the fact that I lived abroad, I kind of can look back and and uh, and see some things. Sure, to Tunisia, that are problematic. Back to Tunisia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, I, I think it is a whole Mediterranean thing, rather than maybe there is like a you know there are layers, but I think there is a Mediterranean touch. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that it's a it's a community based culture, for example. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, Everything is about the community and less about the individual. And again, to the, to the to the audience, is that something you would find painful or actually joyful? Well, now I find actually this is why I I consider this is the main reason why I I I, I live abroad. Right. Because I have a sense of uh, uh, of individualism. Yeah. So you that, want your water to I be need. yours as well. Exactly. Yeah. But 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 uh, there are there are um, variations. Mm-hmm. So I would never be, for example, as individualistic as, I'll say because you're in front of me, for example, as a Dutch yeah, yeah. man, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'll be um, way more individualistic than uh, than a Tunisian or standard Tunisian. Is. The average Tunisian who doesn't exactly. exist. There are no average people. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, see? So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you find yourself in a in a blend of cultures. Yeah. And you don't belong anywhere. You're just like in in in, in the middle of uh, of it. You're you're a little bit of everything, mm. which which I find very enriching. And that's and that's the good part. That's the that's yeah. the joyful part. Yeah. I feel I feel I personally feel I don't need to belong anywhere. Mm. You know, I I just I'm happy being my uh, myself and and building my own uh, let's say personal culture. Yeah. It's I don't think it's arrogant saying this. I think it's a, it's a, it's a tr- like it's something to cherish to to treasure that mm. everyone has the abil- ability to build his own uh, you know circle uh, yeah. you know and individu- so, in, in, individualism look, in a way but not meaning individualistic as it is in terms of a dimensional culture but I mean maybe, maybe call it personality exactly being a better yeah. word I, I think I think so I think I'll, I have built my own personality which is a mix of everything I yeah. I, I never uh, I never uh, denied where I'm from. I'm mm. very proud of where I'm from and the things I carry with me, and the, the challenges, or uh, say the beauty of it is, if can you um, can you get the best out of every culture? Mm-hmm. Of course, it's uh, it's subjective. 
as a, yeah, as a look, you know, but what is best for you from every culture. And yeah. when you step back, when you sit down, step back and say, right, this is a wrong behavior. For example, I need to work on this. Mm. Uh, I think there is like a personal development in here. Yeah, as, as, there, as there should be, I think, yeah. Right? So uh, I think this is the, the most enriching part. The, the little bit painful part is when you get carried on uh, and when, you know, you grow restless or, uh, mm. you know, or there's some kind of understanding or misunderstanding. Frustration or as frustration, well. Frustration, stuff Absolutely. like that, yeah. which is normal. Yeah. When you get to, to deal with, like, with, the, uh, you know, cultures from all over the world, it's, 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 it's amazing how... Uh, uh, the differences, you know, uh, like this this cultural difference thing is real. Mm. I mean, there is no doubt about it. Oh, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Mm. Um, so I, this is uh, maybe this is very personal, and I hope I can do this to you. Is it, mm. the, what is your biggest cultural mistake? Not your biggest mistake, but what is your cult, biggest cultural mistake? And if there is any, uh, if there was any, and what did you learn from that? Uh. Biggest cultural mistake. Um, maybe uh, if I have to think about something. Maybe I should have prepped you with the questions before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, one of the biggest cultural mistakes I'm doing is uh, actually there are two folds. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about trust, maybe. Yeah. You know? Um, same time, um, yeah, I have to f formulate this idea in the correct way that is understandable. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like people like handle uh, the variable of trust differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, from one side, I think I, uh, like a couple of times in my life, I, uh, I trusted people like too much in the beginning mm -hmm. and it, it didn't work out. You got burned. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I admire uh, how uh, basically people like do business based on trust in Europe. First of things, you know, first the most important thing is trust, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. While while uh, while uh, back home, uh, since you know the, the scarcity of things, scarcity and, and of back ideas. Home is, back home is is back Tunisia. in Tunisia. Yeah. Yeah. This is my personal experience. This yeah. Is where, you know, um, I, th I think I think if I analyze the the fact, ba uh, like because of the scarcity of, of goods, of things, of ideas, of uh, uh, everything being like less uh, available, people uh, tend to, uh, or at least now they, they become totally very 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 individualistic, but mm. in the wrong in the wrong sense of things, mm. because they uh, they look at uh, satellite TVs and they see what's happening abroad and stuff like that. They want it all, mm. but at the same time they don't have the means for it. So sometimes they, uh, I mean, they, they don't have a difficulty in, uh, excuse the term, screw you over, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, I mean, so, so I'm very, very happy actually to be in a, in a situation where you can, you can talk about business ventures, business ideas and stuff like that while trusting people around you. Yeah. So. Uh, and not, not let that have been used against you or people go and run with your idea. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that has that. happened to you before. So does that mean that that after that maybe bad one bad experience you held back and now you're slowly moving forward again with that? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I think it's um, it's a matter of people, not a matter of cultures. 
the, the personal experiences I had. Just, uh, uh, you know, maybe I was let down uh, in a, you know, like in personal experiences where, um, you know, people didn't have much, uh, uh, I'd say, difficulties in, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, letting, letting you down. So, but um, in, a, in a professional environment, but uh, you get to learn from it. It's, I think it's personal, personal learning and growth and growth. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, it's a difficult question, Chris. I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to ask these these uh, these questions pretty much to every guest, uh, and it depends a little bit on how the discussion goes. But uh, I should listen to your, your podcasts more often. Then. <laughs> well, well, you can do so in the future, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but thank you for being so honest um, uh, to us. Uh, and sharing your your bit of that experience with us, um, I'd like to uh, sort of uh, come to a roundup because we've um, we've we're about thirty minutes into uh, uh, into the podcast right now. Um, I got two questions for you. One is is what tip would you say? No, what tip would you give to someone um, who is going out to like stepping into a new culture? If you can if you can maybe summarize that. And the the second question is how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way if, if people want to know more about you and more about the um, cultural detective that you've mentioned? And I'll put a, a reference to the cultural detective in the show notes. How can people get in touch with you? But first, what's the tip that you can leave for people when they step into a new culture? What, sh- what should one do? All right. I, I think um, the first thing to do is let this culture enrich you. So uh, try to uh, to remove the in- inhibitors, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, Remove the, the the glasses you're looking you're using to look at things with you know. Of course, we'll all have our judgments, but uh, let it surprise you. Um, try to understand you know. There's always a good side of things mm-hmm. in every uh, uh, in every attitude. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that uh, that I, I, I love to uh, to to look at is uh, the construction of attitude or the construction of uh, of food. Sometimes you know recipes or. Uh, you know why in Belgium they eat, for example, uh, uh, I don't know, chicken gratin, something like that. You know, yeah. wheatloaf. Uh, Got to put a, a recipe now on the show notes as well. Yeah, something. Like Where is it coming from? You know, um, what is the link with the with with the land, with the earth, with the, with the geography and stuff like that? In attitudes as well. Where is this uh, petit Jean coming from? You yeah. know, etc. There's always like a, a reason. Uh, and sometimes it can go back to many, many, many years or, yeah. or, or even like decades and centuries. So um, we are different. We live in a Babylon, immense Babylon tower mm-hmm. for a reason, you know. Mm. And uh, so, so let, let, let these differences enrich you rather than building uh, judgments from okay. the beginning. Observe, which is, yeah. Observe and take it in. Exactly. Which is a difficult thing to, I mean, it's easy to say. And sometimes it's a bit difficult. Yeah, but true. Uh, I had the chance to, uh, you know, to, to, well, when I was traveling, I, I lived in, uh, I shared apartments with people from different parts of the world, like Chinese, Greeks, Italians, Spanish, Italian, like Tunisians, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, when you live with people in, 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 in the house, uh, the attitudes and the, the way you, you approach things is, can be really difficult. Diff- different, can different, be really different. But yeah. nice, huh? But uh, but yeah, but you learn from it, and yeah. once you know, once a friendship kicks in, it's it's forever. It's yeah. a, it's a nice thing. So yeah, so the the only thing I would say is let it surprise you, 
uh, try to, to learn from it mm. and uh, try to get the best out of every culture you uh, you get to know, I guess. Excellent. I love I love the way you you you're you remain so positive about different cultures. And I know I've met I've met numerous people who are like so I mean if really using the word frustrated when they meet different cultures. Um, but it's uh, it's uh, it's it's enriching in and by itself to hear you so positive. How can how can people get in touch with you, Anis? Please. Um, maybe the best way is to uh, is through Twitter. Um, maybe uh, it's, it's it's the shorter, straight to the point way. And what's your so, uh, your Twitter Twitter name? Uh, it's Anis B. So A N I S B. Okay, so that's the easiest way people get in touch with you. I guess, yeah. Other and than that, maybe LinkedIn or something like that. I'll put that. I'll put your LinkedIn, uh, um, your LinkedIn uh, URL, as they say, in uh, on the show notes as well, as well as your uh, your personal blog, which you have as well, right? Well, yeah. Well, my, my blog in the beginning, uh, I started it. If I have a couple of minutes to finish on that, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I started when I was in uh, in Canada, so. Uh, after a couple of trips, I said, "Okay, it was the blogging, the blogosphere, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, uh, trend at that time." Yeah. And I was like, sometimes I have to admit, I was a little bit bored at work. <laughs> so, so I said, "Okay, I'm gonna share this with my friends and wherever Isaacers I met, or like throughout my my different experiences." I said, "Okay, I'm gonna try to to write about the cultural aspects of my journey," mm-hmm. and this is how it started. But then it turned out to be like a a mess of, uh, you know, I wrote about everything, whatever. Mm. I wrote about uh, cultural encounters, activities, experiences, but also I wrote about sports, music. Uh, there are a couple of uh, interesting cultural uh, related uh, posts in it. Okay. One, of, one of it related to food as well and different perceptions <laughs> uh, called Peace and Food. Uh, really, it was, it was a very nice uh, anecdote. Okay. Um, and then I uh, wrote about politics as well and what happened in Tunisia. Uh, like before, when I when I started writing about it, like I couldn't write openly about things. So uh, I wrote about like uh, censorship and and freedom of ideas and activism, but in a covered way. When I read it, I, I, it happened that I read it uh, back a couple of weeks ago because I moved blogs and most of the pictures uh, went away. So I, I mm-hmm. put I did put them back. So I was reading what I wrote six years ago and I was like, my God, sometimes it's just so naive. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, sometimes things, I think I'd be the only one understanding them, what I meant really. Mm. Because when you are behave, like evolving in a censored environment, you need really to read, to write between the and read between the lines. Yeah. So voila. So just to say that my uh, my blog is uh, is a melting pot of ideas, a big mess. <laughs> so there is nothing to expect from it. Uh, you know, it's not uh, specialized in anything really. Okay. So, Nonetheless, we'll put it up if 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 it makes sense for you. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Anis Berath, can I thank you so much for um, uh, your time and uh, your generosity in uh, sharing what you've shared with us. Um, you can find everything about Nais back on uh, on the website, which is www.culturematters.com. Thanks again, Anis. Um, I hope to bump in, into you anytime soon. And please come back when you finished uh, the book uh, about Tunisia in the in, in reference to the cultural detective. Oh, sure. Thank you very much, Chris. All Thanks right. for, the, for, Thanks, for the invitation. Take care. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode. The Culture Matters Podcast, helping you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences.